1: welcome to this week's canicross conversations and this week carrying on in the canicross event series that we're doing we talk to emily thomas about her recent tri-dog event um just before we go into that and introduce you just to remind you that emily has been on a couple of our episodes already <laughs> our podcast already with the hydrotherapy one uh, which is episode 48 in her other guys and um <laughs> Another thing that she does is Canicross Coach, which is episode 54. So if you haven't listened to those, go out and have a listen. But welcome back, Emily. Thank you. Nice to be here. <laughs> so for those of you that haven't heard or listened to any of our podcasts with Emily, do you want to just do a quick introduction of who you are and what you do?
2: So my name is Emily Thomas. Uh, I've got my fingers in a few pies when it comes to County Cross. I have got Canine Trail Time, which is my retail business, Um, I've got Canicross Coach, where we coach the coaches, so to speak. And I also have a canine hydrotherapy centre called CanActive, where we have a lot of sports dogs that come in for um, fitness and conditioning, but also we do rehab there. So there is a lot going on in my life.
1: There certainly is. (laughs) Why do you do it all (laughs) now? Don't answer that one. (laughs) We'll be here for the whole podcast. (laughs) But you also, you missed one out there because you also do an event and it's only once a year, I believe, isn't
2: it? Yes. uh, Everybody keeps trying to persuade me to do it more than once a year again because we did used to. uh, But at the moment, we're focusing on making the event, which is generally held at the third weekend in September uh, a really really good one because it is as far as I know still the only dog triathlon that happens in the UK.
1: Fantastic so do you want to tell us a little bit about it I suppose um, what made you start it what made you do a triathlon and you know yeah that first (laughs)
2: I think i've always I've always been interested in doing this sort of thing slightly differently, uh, shall we say? And there were a lot of events that were out there that were already catering for canny Cross, already catering for things like the bike jaw and the scooters um but nobody was doing anything that involved swimming with dogs and i've always used swimming with dogs as a, you know like a fitness conditioning sort of in the summer um and it's really good fun so there was a group of us that got together and thought it would be a really good idea to put this on and there are already a couple of events in european countries i think there's something called an iron dog um which i had seen somebody do um they went over from the uk to do it so i thought oh maybe we can we can sort of recreate that here in the UK Um, but it was it was quite a difficult thing to start because obviously not having any kind of basis for it nothing no model to work on we just had to play around a lot with things in the beginning to see what would work um, I think, from my point of view, I was there are two things that worry me the most about the event um, is the how everybody gets on in transition because obviously it's quite difficult with a dog yeah. um, and the swimming. I am every year I'm on the bank watching people swimming, going please don't drown, please don't <laughs> drown.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, so far, Touchwood, <laughs> nobody, no one's drowned. Drown. No. So tell us a little bit of how does the event work. So running, swimming, transition. How does it all work?
2: So the basically, we use the end of um, a wakeboarding lake, a venue called Box End Park in Bedfordshire um we started off trying to swim down the side of the lake and that didn't work because the dogs just kept trying to get out of the bank they need a point to point really when it comes to swimming otherwise uh, y- you get sort of tangles and things and if they can see somewhere on the opposite side of the bank they're getting out that's when it works so that's how our swim works you go in uh, there's one entry point and then there's an exit point which is about 80 meters uh, which doesn't sound very far but it's far enough when you're doing it with your dog Um, You get out, you run or walk up a bank, depending on how much energy you've got after the swim, um, and go into a transition area which has got bike racks. We've got stakeout lines, and for people that don't know what a stakeout line is, they're used in sled dog sports. Um, generally for sort of huskies and things, but basically they're um, lines that are metal covered with nylon, so they're sort of they don't scratch the dogs or um, anything like that. And you just clip the dogs onto to the collar, and that keeps them in place and secure while you change out of your swim stuff because. Wetsuits are a requirement for Tri-Dog. I've seen what happens when dog's claws scratch bare skin and it's not pleasant. Uh, So we insist on wetsuits, but you obviously have to change out of the wetsuit to make it fair on everyone. Um, So the dogs are staked out while people get out of their wetsuit, get ready for the bike, and then they pick up their bike, pick up their dog, and we have another sort of almost like another start that goes off from the other side of the transition. They go around, it's about two and a half K uh, on the bike. There's a little bit of a technical section in the woods, which always catches people out because the rest of it's flat and relatively easy. Um, you go into the second transition, um, and again, dog on the stakeout line, drop the bike, get your Canny Cross kit on, pick up your dog, and off you go for your Canny Cross. Another two and a half K to the end. So I've had a few triathletes that have said, "Oh, those distances aren't very far," and I'm like, "Come and do it with your dog, and then tell me that." <laughs> it's hard work.
1: So, do you? You said about you when you come out of the water, you obviously change, and then you go to another start. Can you just carry on once you're ready to go, or do you have to wait to be told to go?
2: No, you can carry on, um, and we always put a huge amount of marshals in that first transition because people tend to get out of the water and be a bit discombobulated that it, it it always happens. People kind of stagger out of the water and go, oh, where am I going? What am I doing? And and the marshals that are in the uh, transition one area actually just help you get, because obviously, uh, you know, if you've, you're quite tired, you've got to hold your dog, you've got to hold your bike. So we have people that help get you on your way. But as soon as you're ready to go, we've got somebody there to help you. Um, you don't have to wait at that point.
1: How many people do you get doing the whole thing then? How how big is the event?
2: We had, this year was our biggest year um, and we had nearly 200 starts, but that's over four classes. So we have a full triathlon. We have an aquathon, which is a swim run. We do a duathlon, which is a bike canny cross um, and then just a canny cross. Uh, The triathlon made up, I think it was about, it was about 70 starts, I think, um, and maybe not quite that much because I just think about it in terms of the water. So I know we had um, 108 water starts, uh, but that included all the aquathon as well because we have a time limit in the lake. So that's my focus is how many I've got to get through the water. Um, but, yeah, I think I think it was about maybe it was like 60, 60-ish uh, this year who did the full try, which is great. <laughs>
1: Did you? Say, I, I saw some of the footage, which was uh, was quite entertaining. Yeah, seen <laughs> it. I don't know if you saw any, Michelle.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. It looks, it looks a lot of fun and slightly kind of just I don't know. Some of the dogs, I guess, are they? Do they take to swimming naturally? Are they? Are some of them new to it?
2: Well, we always tell people to go away and train. How much training people do for it is uh, (laughs) down to them, really. Um, But sometimes you find that because it's a stressful situation, there's dogs queuing up, there's a, a lot more noise in that situation. The dogs will get to the water and go, no, I'm not going in today. Um, and we have swim marshals that are out there um, watching to make sure that nobody's kind of dragging their dog in um, and doing anything that might compromise the welfare of the dog when it comes to water. Because people get competitive um, and, you know, they they want to, so if they have trained and then all of a sudden the dog just goes, no, I'm not doing that today. It can be really frustrating um but you have to just uh suck it up and have the time penalty um and we've got some pretty hefty time penalties which puts people off um so if you get out sort of really close to the start you get a 15 minute time penalty and then 10 if you get sort of part way into the lake and then five if you get sort of most the way over but not quite round to the actual exit
1: I saw some uh, people using um, things to entice their dogs into the water. What sort of things did you see this year?
2: um we a lot of those um people throw tennis balls people throw uh squeaky toys that kind of thing and and we've said we don't want to rule out toys being used um as long as you don't interfere with somebody else so as long as you're just throwing it just in front of you so that it's not interfering with somebody else's swim and it does seem to work most people are really good about actually you know keeping that Um, just for them and their dog Um, and it's just an extra motivation something else for them to focus on.
1: Were there any records broken for the swim this year?
2: (laughs) Um, I don't actually know the answer to that I (laughs) haven't had a chance to go back through all the times yet and I haven't been through all the photos or the video footage because there's so much of it it's something that people really because it's different people take so much footage and so many photos and um it's it's really hard to kind of keep on top of everything that everybody's doing but um there was definitely a record broken in that we had to have somebody rescued by the safety kayak this year and that's the first time so oh dear the dog or the person it basically um bless it was a spaniel that had decided they were going after the uh boys that mark the swim lane which is slightly further in from where we're swimming so the dog was fixed on getting to the boys that were floating and the person was trying to get her dog to to go in in the right way but um was beginning to get tired so that's why we have a safety kayak because yeah. they just scooped them up and and took them right to the uh, exit so.
1: Can I ask one question? Do the wakeboards still carry on while you're doing it? Because I know if we did that with Pickle. <laughs>
2: no, absolutely not. Um, we have a time limit on the lake. So the wakeboarding starts at, at 10 a.m. in the morning. So we make sure everybody is out before uh, half past nine. So yeah we, can't,
0: it's
2: yeah, we can't really grow it too much more because of that, um, because that's the only time slot that we get in that lake during the day. But it seems to work at the moment.
1: Is it quite a deep lake? I've not, fortunately, not been in it. Although,
2: yeah. no, no, it is. It is quite deep. As soon as you get out past the the reed beds, it, you can't touch the floor. So you do have to you do have to be prepared to to swim. And you know, it is open water, which is it, that's why people find it. Such a, a sort of an achievement when they've done it, because a lot of people wouldn't do this otherwise. Um, and I know I certainly wouldn't wa- open water swim if it wasn't for the dogs. So um, it gives them something to aim for,
1: so sorry, did you say the it, there was also a swim and a run?
2: Yes, and yeah
1: yeah. yeah, and that I, I'd like to have a go at that actually. I didn't. i I entered this year, but unfortunately didn't get there for various reasons, but, um, I only entered the cross because I was being a bit of a wimp, I think.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Have a go at the swim. It does sound fun, doesn't it? So yeah, you, uh, I take it you're attached to your dog. You, are you wearing your cross belt while, while you're swimming?
2: You can. Um, a lot of people hold a lead in their hand because that's yeah. just how they prefer. Um, and we don't sort of say you have to have them attached to you by your belt. Um, you can hand hold the lead, but obviously we don't want loose dogs in there. Um, because that would just interfere with other people, and and there are there are some swans in that lake as well, which sometimes um, make an appearance, which always uh, is is good fun.
1: <laughs> if we'd had a duck swimming in front of us, I think we'd make a we'd re- do a record breaking uh, swim. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but actually, yeah, that's a really interesting question you just asked. Because I automatically thought that you'd be attached by your harness, but there's yes. two things in that, isn't it? You've got to put it over your wetsuit. And you'd probably have to adjust it. So by the time you got out, you'd have to readjust it when you take your wetsuit off. So you're probably better off just holding it, aren't you?
2: More competitive people, I can tell you now, have all their county cross kit on underneath the wetsuit and they hold the lead because... Um, They don't want to change like too much in transition. So it's just a case of whipping the wetsuit off and shoes are all on. Everything is all like on ready. They've just literally got a whacker helmet on for the bike tour and they've got their canny cross line wrapped over their body. You'll see in a lot of the photos, people have got their canny cross lines wrapped around ready to change in transition to, to the canny cross.
1: So did some of them wear the triathlon suits though? Or has it got to be a proper wetsuit?
2: Got to be a proper wetsuit um, because I do worry about the claws on skin, and the the trisuits are a bit a bit thin for that. And then um, I found out we've sort of developed the rules as we've gone along. I've tried to keep them as as fluid as possible, should we say, to allow people to sort of make their own um, judgments but there were people that weren't changing out of um, suits and so they had an advantage over people that were so uh, I said no everybody whatever you've got on you've got to change out of and uh, then people decided probably a wetsuit is the better thing to go for because it just gives you that bit more protection. Yeah
0: sensible yeah so I mean what's the average transition time out of the swim then?
2: oh again i don't know the answer to that <laughs> i know that people were doing it in like um the, some of the quicker times were like just over a minute
0: so uh, wow. really quick yeah That's good going um, <laughs> They've obviously practice getting out of that way too quickly yeah yes uh, I I could, i'd be I'd
1: still be struggling good. 10 minutes yeah. later i think <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's the subject of discussion every year because it's the one thing where people think, you know, oh, actually, I can make up some time. I've done all my training, so I know I can uh, can do the different elements. But it's the transitions that you, you sort of feel that you can improve on every year. So there's always a lot of discussion around it. I
1: can imagine Yeah, they're not the easiest things to get um, in and out of. No. So is it um, beginner friendly?
2: Yes, and and weirdly, and I always find this really strange. We get people that come and do it for their first race. And wow! I'm like, wow. Well, why on earth would you do this for your first race? But people genuinely do uh, because they want to try something different. So, yeah, we we make it as accessible as possible um, for everybody, and uh, yeah, we do get a lot of beginners um we try and classify at the moment people between we didn't want to say are you a faster runner or a slower runner so we've just kind of said hare if you've done some races and you know what you're doing and tortoises if you're really new to this and you think you might be kind of a bit slower and at the back so we have hares and tortoises <laughs> and we That's... group them together for the starts
1: it's interesting isn't it and it's interesting that you say that beginners are coming along to have a go like total beginners because I think now, I mean, and from what Michelle and I have been doing, you know, talking to events people and everything, the different events and and what people are doing with their dogs now, is 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 more than just running with your dog now, isn't it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. There's so many different things that you can you can try, which I I think is great. You know, all these things um, make it a sort of a. A more rounded uh, event i think so yeah i'm i'm loving the fact that people can sort of do a bit of um stand-up paddle boarding as well at other events and things like that really yeah i think it's good
1: <laughs> no it is um so you, you you talked about the starts they're obviously single starts aren't they
2: yes Excuse individual me. starts um we we've got it down to 45 seconds now Um, we were sort of doing minute starts but actually with the amount of people we've got we've got it down to 45 and then 30 for the county cross because it's easier Um, and it 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 just seems to work but that amount of time is enough for people to get in the water or not if their dog is going to refuse.
0: I I mean we've chatted quite a lot about the swim because that's obviously quite unique so talk to us a little bit about the bike course and the run course what are they like?
2: So the bike course you go down
0: Uh, the the lake side of um
2: the the course the the course is a permanent 5k that's marked out at box end and we actually run it backwards to the normal 5k just because of the way that it works for our event um so it it kind of gives you a bit of a false sense of security because you're on fairly flat and fairly nice open wide trails and then all of a sudden you go up a hill onto some really uh, quite distressing off-camber um, <laughs> trails, and you think, oh, this is a bit trickier on a bike now. And then you get some really tight dog legs on, on the sort of middle section, which is through some woods. But it really makes you think about your bike skills, um, which which is nice, because I think if it was all sort of flat and boring, Uh, You know, it wouldn't be challenging in that way. And people end up coming down into into T2 transition area two, thinking, oh, thank goodness I've survived that on the bike. Um, But, you know, you just have to you have to have a few skills to get around the corners and, and hope that it's not too slippy on the day. And then the Canny Cross just goes round the back of the sort of wooded area, and it is fairly flat. Um, there's nothing technical on the the Canny Cross section, but the last bit is on the other side of um, the trail where there's a, a river that runs down it, um, and it can be quite open and quite exposed. So you have to kind of bear that in mind as well, because it, it can it can feel quite long that back section
1: feel it is that long <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, it can. but it i, I mean it, it just that's what saps the energy out of people at the end i think is that lot that long straight along the back
1: <laughs> it's yeah because you can see the end but what you don't realize is you've got to go sort of out and then back in a little bit don't you there's a sort of big corn sweeping corner and you're like and you can see the the end tent and it's like oh for goodness sake <laughs> um it's not my favorite place because you it is it is not it is quite flat as you say. So yeah. but it's a good one to start to start a season off, isn't it? Because you can just make sure, you know, you and your dog are working well together. So um
2: well and yeah. I think if you've if you've done the swim and you've done the bike You're actually sort of quite grateful of not having to think too much when you get to the County Cross because it is it really does drain your energy having to think about the swim and then having to think about the technical section on the bike. So most people are quite grateful for just having that at the end, I think.
1: Just to plod along. That's true. So so how many days is the event over?
2: We run it over the Saturday and the Sunday, and you do have to take part both days to be in with a chance of podiuming um but we obviously allow single day entries as well um if people just want to come along for the day um and a lot of people sort of start off coming either to do the county cross or the duathlon to begin with and then come back the next year and do the triathlon or the aquathon once they've seen how the water section works no
1: that's good and is there camping
2: yes we have camping um it's uh it, it's regimental uh since uh covid we've we've um given everybody pitches at box end so it's not not a free-for-all but yeah lots lots of camping um although not everybody who wanted camping got in this year um because it's it's certainly capped with the amount of space that we've got um but yeah it's it's a, a sort of more of a festival atmosphere I suppose in the afternoon because we generally try and finish everything by lunchtime or before lunchtime and then we've got trade stands that run along the front by the lake so there's lots of things for people to look at in the afternoon as well and do a bit of doggy shopping which um, you know we've tried to create a bit of that shopping village as well for people when they come along so they do have something else to do. Excellent. Sounds sounds like
0: a really nice event. So what do people get as part of the event then? Is the medals? Is the photography?
2: So we have a couple of photographers that come along um, and put up their photos afterwards for you to purchase. Um, we have got, basically, if you enter, you get a goodie bag. Everybody who enters gets a, um, like, a drawstring um, shoe bag that has Try dog on it, and it has all the bits that you need for your event in it. So um, we have material bibs that people wear instead of numbers you pin on you. Um, and, obviously, we give you a swim cap with a number on that's um, printed And if you're um, if you're doing the triathlon or any of the ones where you might have to transition, um, you can use your bag to put in the transition area as well, because we give you a paper number to put on that so that you can identify your own bag as well. But, yeah, we try and pack it with something sort of new and different every year. Uh, This year we had pens we had bottle opener key rings we had little positive quote notebooks um <laughs> dog treats haribo so anything that we can kind of get in there to to give you a bit of a goodie bag we do um, um we did some random um we did some random uh i did gold and silver bones this year so it they just went into completely random number bags and then I said at prize giving if you've got if you found one then come along and get an extra prize so we just made up some extra extra special goodie bags for people to have a look at there as well so yeah there, there's lots going on.
1: <laughs> oh, that's really nice actually isn't yeah, it? That is. it just, yeah. It just makes it a bit more um a bit more fun doesn't it and it and, and if you get a gold bone you, know, you don't have to be the fastest runner do you so you get something extra out of it.
2: Well, the the other thing that we've always done since we started was we ask the marshals who are in the transition areas and who are on the swim bank to give us the numbers of people that have stood out to them for a random reason. So I obviously don't see all of the people all through the course. So I get they will mark on their uh, marshal sheets a certain number and say why they think they should get something. So we get um, people having prizes for things like best relationship with their dog uh this year we had uh politest on the course because apparently this chap was being really polite to all the marshals but then he was also you you know talking to his dog like having a conversation with his dog in the transition area and um that stood out to them so we have spot prizes for things like that and we also every year um fur baby casting sponsor a spirit of tri-dog award which we give to it can be for a number of reasons but just somebody who kind of encapsulates the spirit of the event for us um and they get a casting of their dog's paw um as as a special prize for that so mm-hmm. there's there's lots of different things that you can pick up a prize for not just the podium <laughs> at our event yeah oh that's nice that's
0: really nice and personal and individual isn't it as well yeah,
1: yeah. i get a prize for lobbing poo bags at marshall's <laughs> i do always ask first though (laughs) yeah those things happen (laughs) So, so do you so i know how how often do you do your event
2: at the moment it is just the the once a year in september i'm not sure that i could actually uh summon up the energy to do it more than that we did used to do it more than that we did used to do it in April, May, the water's always colder um, because yeah. obviously it hasn't had the the summer to warm up um, and it, it was slightly less well attended because there's a lot of Canicross events going on at that time. So we've we've stuck with the September, so it's just once a year at the moment. Um, I'm not going to say watch the space because the people that help me do it would be like, no, Emily, we can't, <laughs> can't help you do this once a year. Um, but yeah, yeah, I have ideas. So let's just put it that way.
1: <laughs> you're, but you're you're quite nice as you say because it's the beginning of the Canicross season. I know others other ones have got up, but the main events like Canex and Canicross Midlands and stuff haven't started yet. So it's quite nice for people to come along and do those isn't it and then
2: yeah I think we've always touched wood been quite lucky um it's bordered on being too warm sometimes the third week in September um but generally on the whole I don't I've like I said I tried to make the rules fluid and I've thrown it back at competitors and said look you know we've put water out on the course as well as all the water that's in the lake um you need to make that decision for your dog and i mean tartwood so far everybody has done the right thing by their dog they've pulled up if if they needed to um and all the dogs that have crossed the line have been absolutely fine i always stand on the finish line as well once people start finishing to make sure that everybody's dog looks okay when they finish it's it's always like in my head because um, I know you guys have spoken to Emily and Anne Carter with the heat heat related. It's always like just constantly in my head about that and making sure. Episode two, that it. one is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, th- they're the gurus on it. And basically they say the same thing that we do is, y- you know, you, you know your dog, don't mm. push your dog and do the right thing by your dog. So um, g- give that responsibility back back to the owners because a lot of people's dogs are fine. Um, and I think the temperature was, it maxed at about 16 degrees uh, by the time we were finishing the County Cross this year. It was,
1: it was, it's been really humid, though, just lately, hasn't it? So it's the humidity as well, isn't it, that makes a difference?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Because like, we haven't done much running at all because it just feels really, really hot out there. Or oh whatever if i'm getting hot and sweaty then she's going to yeah but talking of sort of the heat and and things are getting hotter what are you doing as in your event that's sort of sustainable and helping the you know the climate climate change that's going on are you doing anything in your event to do that
2: not a huge amount to be honest (laughs) if i'm really like honesty (laughs) (laughs) um i've been trying to think of anything I mean obviously the bags that we have are reusable Um, I don't recycle the latex swim caps for hygiene reasons I was I, I say to people take them away have them as like a, a memento from the event Um, but that it does kind of bother me that we've got a lot of latex swim caps that are sort of hanging around but again it's like a hygiene I, I wouldn't want to try and sort of wash out a hundred a hundred swim caps um but yeah i mean i think we we try and and you know make everything like we don't have plastic at the event particularly or anything like that um and all the all the things that we put in the goodie bags are, are um, well they're not actually but we try and source as many of them as we can from UK sources uh, but I have to say the medals come from abroad as well and I always think about you know the fact that an aeroplane's brought them over and <laughs> but as an event organiser you do have to think about costs as well and what I will yeah. say is like the costs for everything have gone up so much in the last few years um, it's it's very hard to keep something like this event at a reasonable cost for everyone as well.
1: Especially with two days of camping and all that, that that involves, isn't it, for someone coming to the event?
2: Yeah. Well, and we we don't want to make it sort of inaccessible to people, but at the same time, um, you know, it does cost quite a lot to put the event on, so we have we have to
0: kind of cut cut costs where we can. Yeah, no. yeah, we have seen race prices hike recently, haven't we? In everywhere, really. Um, but I guess with an event like yours people do they do want to medal don't they they do want to say I've done this
2: this this is it it's one of the things that we we could stop doing the um, participation medals um, Mm. but people love them and and that's what people like to go home with they like to have their participation medal they like their their goodie bag and and I've seen people put stuff in frames as well like frame it all together with a photo from the event and it looks really good, you know. It's a proper yeah. memento of a, of an achievement, something that somebody's trained for. So it's always nice to see
0: stuff like that.
1: So when can people? When do you open? Don't you don't have to give me a particular date, Emily? <laughs> when do people? Because I remember. So I tell you a little story, but I remember. Getting my group and I think there was a couple of them that did and I remember you know we booked it in February last at the beginning of this year I think this year Um, and then one of my uh one of my social runners texted me before your event and said oh apparently I've entered event in September (laughs) and you'd forgotten all about it (laughs) Which I thought was quite amusing. Um, But when when do you you open the bookings quite all the entries quite early, don't you?
2: Yeah, because it's something that people really have to think about training for, I think, uh, with the swim element as well. So I always think if we open it in in the beginning of spring, it gives people time to put together a training plan for themselves and their dogs for the water element more than anything else, uh, because that's probably what people wouldn't be used to training for. So we do tend to open it February, March time. In previous years, we opened it February and March and then we were kind of selling through places until September. But this year was absolutely mad and it went within an hour. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, that's the triathlon sold out. That's the aquathon sold out. The giraffe has gone. And I think the only thing we didn't sell out all the places of was the Canny Cross because obviously, you know, there were lots of canny cross events and and this isn't just that. But yeah, the other three sold out within an hour. So it was incredible.
1: So um yeah, but you'll be putting it all over your social media, I'm sure, when you're uh, when you're about to open it all up.
2: Yes, well, I've got I've got lots of ideas about that as well because people were badgering me all that week before they they knew I was going to open it. And it actually got really stressful for me oh, because no. I was like I I know I'm going to be sitting there. I needed time to sit there and and make sure that nothing went wrong because I, you know, I know that sites can crash and things like that. So I had to had to set aside a load of time to make sure that I was around to answer any queries and things. Um but yeah, I I I might do the same thing this time. I might not. I don't
1: <laughs> But how, I don't know if you said, but how long the event's been going for? You might have said it right at the beginning, but it's 10 years this year, isn't it? Or no, next
2: year? Not quite, no. So I, I did make a note of this because I did wonder if you might ask me about when we started it. <laughs> and we actually started it in 2016, but with a training session. So we had a training to see if the concept would work to begin with, and then in 2017 we held a duathlon to see if the transition would work in a competition, um, in a competition setting, and then we had the first uh, actual triathlon in April of 2017. So this will be based on all the events that we've done in between. Uh, in 2024, that will be the
0: 10th triathlon. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, yeah that's brilliant. Yeah,
2: so that's quite a special event then. So yeah, and I'm I'm looking to try and and really sort of ramp it up with it. Um, you know, before the event, I was going, I never want to do this again as long as I live. <laughs> um, and now I'm going, yeah, come on, what can we think of to make this like the best event ever? <laughs>
1: so. so, if anyone is out there, the event organisers to sponsors as well. Um, yeah. Emily is looking for sponsors for next year. Um, definitely. So, we- um.
2: We always, um, we always sort of get in touch with people, but um, I think I'm going to have to up the social media as well to to try and get some more sponsorship as well, which, as we know, you know, social media.
0: Well, time. Yeah, it does.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Talking of which, so where can people find you online and then if they're interested in the event?
2: Well, at the moment, we're just on Facebook as Try Dog. Um, there is a website. There's a whole other story about that, and I, I, I'm not even sure I've got access to that at the moment. So that's that. We need to try and uh, get back into that. So if the website isn't up to date, that is because I haven't been able to get into it. Um, but I'm going to be on Instagram as well. So I'm going to put Try Dog on Instagram um, within the next week as well. So we will be on Facebook and Instagram. I don't know what's available on Instagram yet because I literally haven't looked so
1: (laughs) well let us know and we'll put it out there
0: yeah we'll we'll promote it out there for you when you do thank you
1: (laughs) brilliant well I I think that's great and actually I'm annoyed I missed it but you know things happen
2: You missed a dog. Hopefully,
1: <laughs> hopefully, I'll get there next year, and uh, I'll do a bit of training with Pickle and C over the summer. That's what I need to do, isn't it? And do um, the uh, triathlon. I used to do triathlons without a dog, so maybe this is my comeback.
0: <laughs> have you ever ran
1: Pickle with the bike? Oh God, no! I'd have to do the back. I'd have to do the other one. What was the other one? The the uh, what's the, ra- the swim run? Yeah, that's the one I'd have to do. No, I don't want to do Pickle on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> no that's a good good point michelle well made <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: just don't accidentally into the triathlon then <laughs> <laughs> triathlon, <yes.
1: laughs> yeah i thought that one through had I? anyway <laughs> anyway brilliant well thank you so much emily for your time uh, it's been really good and yeah go and have a look at um the footage because there's loads out there just I'm, I'm sure you've got a hashtag emily try dog um,
2: uh, probably there's lots of stuff on the what's my time website who are the people that do our timing and they are amazing at producing loads of footage from um the event so have a look at the what's my time website everyone starts and everything on there so yeah they're incredible
1: Brilliant. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. And I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And it's keep a lookout for when the entries open uh, at the beginning of next year. And uh, thank you once again. See you all soon. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends.
0: And if you get a moment, please leave us a review. We'll see you next time on Canny Cross Conversations. Thank you to our sponsor, Get Stronger, Run Faster 5K. Find out more about the course at the link in the show notes. It's great for crosses and runners to improve their 5K time and keep up with the dogs.
1: And it will really help you to enjoy running more and avoid injury.